1: Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. Hello, mother. Hello, daughter. Nice kind to of see you. Kind of the tie dye today, huh? It was a gift, yes. Um, a gift? Yes, it was. From what?
0: From my dear friend, Leva, as oh. a matter of fact. Okay. And um, it's made locally. Very nice. And so I enjoy wearing it.
1: Very nice. Um, Mom, are you going to hit the ice um, sculpting contest today? Or are you participating? I'm participating. Are you going to go ice maze? Are you going to do kite fest? Which um, outdoor activity are you going to hit first? There's so much going on in the Twin Cities well, I
0: I think I'm going to be competing because I... I thought I would actually build like a castle.
1: Oh, of ice! Nice. Do you remember nice. the movie Ice Castle? I, of course, that was a
0: good movie from a hundred years ago.
1: Yes, yes, indeed. There is a lot going on. There I know is. the weekly dishers were are just listing out all of the the great outdoor activities. If you're listening in order, um, but yeah, Stillwater is is a great place this weekend. Um, we checked out. So it's this big national snow carving competition. Like, who knew, right? I mean, it's a whole skill yeah, set. It's well, that, a whole... I mean, People that's travel easy to do. Over. So it's a beautiful thing to go walk around. And downtown Stillwater so charming. And go walk around and, and check it out. And there's some new stores in um, downtown Stillwater that you could check out, too. Oh, there's really? a really cool-looking Scandinavian store, Um and great restaurants, of course. And then down the street, if you're going to go to Stillwater, is, um, at the Zephyr Theater, they did this major ice maze. We went earlier this week. The kids didn't have school on Monday. Friday. Oh, Monday? Uh, yeah, isn't it? It's oh, all yes, a that was Martin Luther yeah, that was, That's right, right, exactly, exactly. Yep. So we we checked it out. Um, here's what I would say. I mean, it's so much ice. It's, it's unbelievable. And they have this big, like... Um, uh, what do you even call it? It's like a cannon that shoots fire out oh. of... It's an ice cannon, and it makes this enormous boom, and you think the ice is caving in on you. I literally... But like, fire really in my comes shirt. out of it? Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. Minnesota Ice helped them with that. This is, this is what I would say, and it's very cool. Um, I felt... Like, my kids, who are um, now 13 and 17, believe it or not, were a bit old for it. Now, the 13-year-old really really did enjoy going down the slide. It's basically like the size of a a big slide that you would see at a playground, but made completely out of ice. So wear snow pants because you do get wet. He didn't. He didn't seem to mind. But I guess when you're 13, you don't mind having a wet butt for the next three hours. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's fun to see. It's neat. It's it's not on the scale of some of those like um, ice castles that have been done. Like there's the one in New Brighton um, this year. There's been in the past. I remember going to the one at Mall of America and those are just kind of more epic and huge. This is not that, but it's fun. Little kids love it. The ice lights up. Um, Olaf was there and Elsa, you know, I'm sure they they're hanging were? out this weekend, too. They were. And oh. it raises money for the Zephyr Theater, which is which is great. Um, I had another experience since we last met here on the radio. What um, was that? that, I mean, I think, really, I'm glad I had the experience when I did, because I don't think I'm ever going to get in again because it has created so much buzz this week. So, had heard, had gotten wind that there was a um a sauna experience oh, right. called the Nordic Nook and I looked it up there there are so many i mean we've talked about them sauna has become so hot <laughs> you know I did, <laughs> did you work I know, on that all day so, yeah. it's so bad but how can you avoid it it's no. a steamy subject um, so <laughs> there you know there's the one at free house right now you know there's the 612 sauna club that you can join there at theodore worth trailhead um, you can you know book a pass and just go, you know, one person or a group of people. Um, but I had heard that this one was sort of this, you know, private little experience that you can have. And then I looked up the address and it's literally like in my neighborhood. I could walk. Well, there and practically. it's private because it's at a home. It is at. So this is what I couldn't figure out. I saw the address and I thought, how can this be? Like, I know where this is. I walk the dog over there. How can this be? Well, it's this adorable, charming couple that um, just, wanted a sauna like many Minnesotans do but didn't stop there after they um, installed one of those like bear, cute adorable barrel saunas you can see it on my Instagram right now at alley shops um then they did a plunge pool so you can come out of the hot experience and have a how cold experience do that? how do you make a plunge pool Well, it's tricky, actually, in Minnesota, because you actually have to heat the cold pool, because otherwise it would freeze over, because it's freezing cold here. But don't you have to dig into the ground to make it? Yes, Mom. Yes. That's called landscaping. Yes, they did that. Um, But they heat it to 32 degrees to keep it from freezing, but keep it cold. So then they thought, oh, gosh, we own a yurt. Because who doesn't? And they are campers and they go up to the Boundary Waters. So they thought, we'll set up the yurt. Next thing you know, they've put in yard games. They've strung lights and they have created what is now called the Nordic Nook. And it is so charming and so fun. And so last um, Saturday night after Shop Girls, um, on kind of a last minute whim, my husband and I went over. We had it to ourselves. You can you can rent it by the hour. Okay. And so you don't How have to share. How many people can fit in the sauna? So, well, here's the thing. They will rent. They charge. Um, it's like $125 for up to five people. Wait, I just want to make sure I got this I right. I thought it was six. I thought you had told No, me it was and six. then five, yeah. and then if it's 6 to 10. Oh, that many can fit in there? No. Okay. No, no, not. Okay, yes, I've got this right. Wait. $125 an hour for groups of up to 5 and $150 an hour for 6 to 10. I would say the sauna comfortably would seat four Okay, maybe six, but four. But the thing is, because they have the yurt, which is also oh, heated, so you can take turns. Yeah, and they've got a fire pit going, so so you could have half of the group in the if you wanted to do yeah. a group of ten. Um, but it's you, kind of a romantic thing to do, isn't so, it? So anyway, it was just it was so fun, and I mean, it's so simple. But they've just created this whole, and it's like instead of me thinking about building a sauna in my backyard, which I'm, it's probably not going to happen, and it's They're not going to look that charming. You know, it's just it's a it's a great and fairly affordable, especially if you're going. With some friends and splitting it. Um, great, kind of COVID-friendly if you're with people whose yeah. air you don't mind breathing. Right. Um, and it just That's feels, why you allowed your husband to go in. The heat feels <laughs> so good. So, anyway, it has become this incredible side hustle for this couple that has day jobs and never really expected it, but just kind of wanted to share this. And it was so cute that their friends were basically like, You guys have to rent this out. And so they did. And now they hadn't really thought about that at first when they did it. No, us. they did it because. Because they wanted wanted to. And, you know, he's just kind of like an enterprising guy who's like, he knows how to build things. Oh, I'll do this and I'll add that. Anyway, it's now this business. And we wrote a story that is at MSPMag.com, Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine's website. You can read it. Heige in the Valley. We'll put a link up on the Shop Girls page. But it's at MSPMag.com. And now TV is coming to cover. And he's like getting all, he's had all these bookings. So I would book now. I would plan plan it out and book it now.
0: I have a question because I've never, I I don't know if I should admit this, I've never been in a sauna. Never? I don't think. Never ever? I don't think I have. Okay. I've been in rooms that are hot, but not a
1: sauna. How long does one stay in a sauna? As long as you can handle it until you need to jump in the plunge pool. But I don't know. What I mean, would I mean, you say an average amount of time? I mean, it depends. Somebody... I think it depends on your tolerance. You know, there's some people who it's like 10 <laughs> minutes and you're out. Um, I don't know. I could probably do it for 20, 30 minutes. It feels good. Yeah. Especially, it, yeah, it really does. Maybe you'll take me. It just, and it really, I mean, the health benefits are well documented. And I what think that's they? why... Well, it just, it's good for your circulation. There, I mean, there literally are studies that show that you're less likely to have a heart attack, that it does, I mean, it does all these wonderful things for your. Really? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, Relaxes
1: you. So, anyway, that. the ultimate huga experience. Huga. Haigi. It's actually yeah. pronounced huga. Is it? Yes. We, we it really went through is. that. Well, so that became so a big
0: thing. We went through yes, that a lot. We, yeah. If it was huga, high whatever. It is.
1: It is. Here's okay. another, um, you know, um, much more minor and um, cooler kind of huga type experience, also in the Scandinavian flavor. Um, I finally got over to Kostlig Candle Company's a adorable little shop in white bear lake we told you this opened and i'm hoping a lot of you went over the holidays i think you did because they said it was crazy um but i hadn't been there myself it's open thursday through saturdays and it's kind of hidden down an alley off of one of the main roads in white bear lake on that like downtown square so cute two guys who just started making candles for fun And then it became a business and now it's going crazy. And they have all these different scents. They're pretty, I would say for like, you know, kind of, um custom made local soy candles that are really good quality. I think they're pretty affordable at 20 bucks. Oh, a piece. yeah, that does. Yes, um, that but they like make a good price. gifts. They're kind of like they're they're and they're very sleek. They come in white jars or black, and so they're I think men in, appreciate them too, and some of the scents are kind of manly. It's just it's very cute. Um and what if is you're a manly in, scent, Allie. Well, like they have Wet. one that's a black pepper. Uh, scented candle. Like they're not, I'm saying they're not all like roses and that's what I mean. Okay. I'm not, you know, whatever. To each his own. Nobody promised you a rose candle. No, they didn't. (laughs) Anyway, it's, um, you can look them up online. I'm a fan of their candles and, um, and the, the best thing is you get a matchbox. With each one. And I oh. can't believe what a premium matches have you're become right. in my house. We are burning more candles than ever. And I know that this is a trend. I've read this actually in consumer. Does it make people just feel calmer? I think so. I mean, Maybe I think I it always that. did. But I find for me, I now that I work at home so much more, I always have a candle burning on my desk. When didn't you're do working? That with- yes. You better keep all your papers away. Yeah, I love it, and it's so relaxing. Anyway, we can't find (laughs) enough matches. Restaurants don't have matches other than Pizzeria Lola. I don't want to pay for matches. I feel like I shouldn't have to pay for matches, so I'd rather buy a twenty dollar candle and get a matchbook with it. I feel much better (laughs) about that. Very practical. Okay, got it. When we get back, some new product launches, some trouble at Peloton, uh, Andre Leon Talley, and so much more coming up today on Shop Girls. Don't go away. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on. My Talk 107.1. On. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom Harmony. Well, some sad losses, of course, um felt locally this week. Louis Anderson passed away yesterday. Um really sad and and young. I mean 68. It's I just, know. It's I just really felt so, really so bad sad about that. He was he was loved by so many. And so funny. I mean <laughs> hearing all the clips everybody playing here a lot on My Talk, um you know, a, a Steve Patterson reliving some of his funniest moments with him on Twin Cities Live. And just so so he was just such a such a funny guy Um in the fashion industry. Uh, a really big loss. Um, Andre Leon Talley passed away at 73.
0: Right. Um, heart attack.
1: The towering. I remember seeing him in person at Fashion oh, Week oh, years ago. I mean, he, he was, was a giant, six, a giant six. in many ways. Yes. Yeah. But yes, six foot six. Yeah. um, He loomed large in fashion circles, literally and figuratively. Um, What I had been wanting to hear, lots of beautiful tributes and just about what it's I think it's important to appreciate how rare he was and what a groundbreaker he was and how he was this, you know, larger than life figure in fashion at a time when you didn't find many black people oh he said at all right he was often rooms. the only black man right. right right um and just so beloved by so many people you know i mean he he advised celebrities and designers and the tributes you can just see how heartfelt they are from designers about how much he guided them and the advice that he gave them he he famously had a falling out after many many years of being by Anna Wintour's side right they had a falling out some years ago I don't know if we know exactly
0: what I don't was think about. that
1: anybody ever exactly I think his knew.
0: space in the magazine oh, was um, reduced I know no also he said in his book that he wrote he said some things about her. He said, you know, that she was really tough. He said things that weren't, you know, the kindest or the things that you wouldn't, I think she would not have expected him to put in the book.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, and I was waiting to hear if, she had anything to say after, his, have you seen anything? Yes, did, did she, she did finally. Okay. Um, she, <clears throat> she, I know she said that they did make up. I don't think that yes. had been publicized, but she's now saying, and of course he can't respond, um, that they did make up just in recent months before his death. Yeah, it, it
0: was not, it was not a too long ago. And, um, I was trying to find the actual quote, which, of course, I can't right now. But, yeah, she. Oh, um, here's what
1: he said. Here's what he said. And you can maybe understand why she was hurt. I guess in his 2020 memoir, he called his former boss and friend, Anna Winter ruthless and incapable of simple human kindness. Okay. Yeah, that would do yes. it. That, now, that, that would, might that would get you it. to, you know, kind of feel a little bit. um Bad about things if somebody yes. said that about you. Okay, but here's the tribute that she posted yeah. um, okay. on uh Vogue's website. Um, she penned a tribute and said, It's the loss of Andre as my colleague and friend that I think of now. It's immeasurable. I mean, she wrote a tribute to how and 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 noted how much. He did for fashion, but then said on a personal note, it's the loss of him as her friend and colleague that is immeasurable. So yeah, that's
0: nice. and yeah, yeah, no, and she um, did point out that you know they may have had their little squabbles, but you know in the end, obviously they had a lot more good years together, um, yeah, than
1: bad. I guess people don't um, forget, though. I mean, I guess there's just tons of comments. I didn't take the time to read through all the comments on vote. No, I haven't just either. Really slamming Anna for how she treated him.
0: Well, and she didn't come out right away. I guess to give you know a tribute to him, and people. Were
1: well, saying, but uh, you know what. That's one of the I guess that and I'm and i and I'm guessing that you know all of what he said is probably true and in keeping with all the other things that we hear about her but, but as far as the speed I think social media has changed that so greatly that if you aren't if you, if you lose don't, someone well yeah. seriously and like if you lose someone you don't have a moment to yourself right. or you a moment to, to breathe it. privately yeah. you're immediately expected to have this like lovely amazing yeah. inspiring post yeah. that you put fair. on Instagram within 30 minutes of it, the news exactly. it's crazy exactly. no, it's
0: not it's not really so I don't realistic. falter for that.
1: No, he probably
0: faltered for some other things, but not for that.
1: Anyway, it's a sad loss and worth reading. You know, some of the tributes. New York Times did a beautiful one. Obviously, Vogue, um, just about the impact that one one man, very an unlikely person, had. Well, that's the thing. When you read about you know how he grew up and everything,
0: but it was something he wanted to meet Diane Vreeland. That was, and he said he never looked back. I mean, he went to New York, and this was his thing, and he.
1: Boy, he certainly made a career for himself. Yeah, absolutely. So. Very inspiring story. So mm. sad loss. Um, yep. After several, just one after the other. This yeah. month it seems it's not. Let's let's get out of this. Okay, uh, l- let's
0: let's talk about a store opening. Okay, that we maybe wouldn't have expected Amazon. Ugh, <laughs> Amazon is going to open a physical clothing store. But you know, they do lead the way on a lot of things and it's very interesting. They're going to open a store called Amazon style sometime this year in Glendale, California. There's a shopping center called the Americana Americana at brand. And the, it is going to be renderings of Amazon style. And they said it's, it won't be as big as, you know, like a Macy's Wait, but renderings.
1: It, it, what do you mean? What do you mean? It's, That's what they close off of the Amazon site. Right. What do you mean renderings of their style? What are you talking about? That's what they
0: said. They said renderings of Amazon style. Who's they? Who said it? (laughs) Amazon. Do you not understand? We're talking about Amazon. Okay. Okay. Anyway, they're saying what it's going to be like, and it'll be about 30,000 square feet. Um, so it'll be more, you know, like a, a smaller, like an anthropology or a Nordstrom or whatever. Not like a huge department store. But they're going to have all of these things where you can use an Amazon shopping app to sell items. They can bring you things in the fitting room. Right. It's you like know, you can that. control your physical what?
1: experience through your phone. Yes, and yeah, everything. More f- of the future of shopping from the <laughs> National Retail Federation big show right after the break. Don't go away. Awesome. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 107.1. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom Harmony. Well, I don't know how much you guys geek out over this retail stuff the way we do, but the National Retail Federation, which is obviously the huge industry association for the um, for all of retail, had their big show. It's their annual conference um, in New York. It wasn't quite as big as usual, but it did happen. I think yeah. of all industries, retail for sure wanted a in-person presence to show their support for sure. in-person shopping. Um, Target's own Brian Cornell was a keynote speaker, talked about how um, Target has you know navigated the pandemic and what he sees as the future. Corey Berry from Best Buy was there um, speaking, and just lots of talk about the future of shopping. Um, our very own Aaron Keller of Capsule Agency here in the Twin Cities, Twin Cities business columnist, yes. and uh, friend and retail guru, guru who I always love talking shop with, is joining us now. He was there in New York and I can't wait to hear how it went. Hi,
2: Aaron. Hi, Allie. Have you, you recovered? Doing? I have, I have. Well, I recovered and then went to Montana oh. to hang out in the mountains.
1: Oh boy, are you are you with all the CEOs? Are you with Brian right now? Or no,
2: uh, no, 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 no. Just with my you. sister hanging out in the mountains. <laughs> Just,
1: that sister. sounds like a good thing to do. It does. You're quite the jet setter. Well, you were in New Thank York, you. and I'm curious how how did it seem? I mean, how were there a lot of people at the conference? First of all.
2: It wasn't that busy. It definitely, the last time I was there was right before the pandemic. Yeah. And um, it wasn't anywhere near that. And of course, mask mandate all of New York. So there was that, which does kind of, you know, inhi- hinder a little bit the uh, the conversations you can have. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't a lot of people on the show floor, but there were a lot of people in the education sessions. Uh, those were packed full. Mm, interesting. Um, and, you know, speeches and the other events going on. So I thought that was interesting. I think it was, you know, comfort in knowing that everybody else is going through this. And is that that, you know, we thought we were at the peak of frustration, but it seems like there's always new peaks of frustration that can, seem to come. So, yes, right. that's for knowing sure. that other people are going through this, right?
1: So, so Aaron runs a, a creative agency that works with a lot of big retail clients, including Patagonia. Any others you want to name drop, Aaron?
2: Carrix <laughs> is a big one, uh, Hydroflask, which we all know, which is a wonderful and beautiful brand. Yeah. Um yeah and a variety of others. So it, the, it's
1: Aaron has to go spend time in in Montana because so that he can like keep up the the outdoorsy persona. Oh, it's very on brand. Yeah. Very oh, on see. brand. It
2: is. So, it is. Uh, it is. So I got to go see what are in the stores. Is this uh, a facade or is this real? <laughs> no, it is real. He bikes
1: to work. He's hardcore. Yeah.
2: Um
1: so uh, yeah. what were your what what excited you? What what ideas or what did you see or hear at the big show that got you excited? About the future of shopping,
2: there the the application of all the data and the knowledge that that brings to the retail, so they can be closer to the person, to the human being, to mm-hmm. the you know, and have more empathy. The kind of stuff that Cornell was talking about about caring and but the actual data to know people better um, that was interesting. I, I look back like when we entered this, you know, and the and the fact that you know, customers would come into stores like my son was uh, at Lungs and Byerley's as a cat. Cheer, And they would come in and, and thank him for being there as a frontline worker. Hmm. And now it's like it's flipped the other way. And it's like people are so grateful that, you know, customers are showing up and shopping and, hmm. and, uh, and keep coming back. Hmm. And there was that, you know, empathy for the person coming into retail, but having the data for that. And then there was a lot of robots, there was a little bit of <laughs> cryptocurrency. You know that going on and what that looks like, but not as much as I thought there would be. Really, um, it what are they saying? Like a, a reset from three years ago or two years ago? You and know? what are they saying
0: um, about cryptocurrency? I mean, do they think that's going to really be a big thing?
2: I, you know, the thing that there there was only one cryptocurrency thing that I could find. It was a a supplier and they're talking about it as a payments method. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you could, but you could sense that generally speaking, that's coming. Hmm. right if it's coming into the digital space into the e-commerce space as a payment like you can actually pay using cryptocurrency then it's gonna show up in a lot of other places um it's still though everybody seems a little bit uncertain about it like really yeah it's gonna be a really big thing right because it's it's a whole new currency or a right. set of currencies which is also weird so yeah that was intriguing to me but it was kind of a you know the robots and the and so there's a minivan. It's a self driving minivan, basically. that's a convenience store on wheels. Mm. You order it up, and it shows up wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, that's kind of like, cool. Like the yeah, I know that was interesting. And they were talking about like the you know they if you're in New York and you're walking on the street and you want uh, a bottle of water, this thing you order it up on your phone and it shows up. I'm like, well, that's interesting, mm-hmm. especially if it becomes a self driving car. Right now, it isn't, but if it gets that. Self-driving environment, That's huh. pretty
1: cool, right? Why should it just be yeah. ice cream that we order? or Food? Why not your entire convenience store brought to you? <laughs>
2: right, right. I like convenience that. brought right to you. Yeah, no, it was interesting. Um, so the innovations were fascinating for sure.
1: The this quote jumped out at me from um, Corey Berry, CEO of Best Buy, from her talk at. Um, did you? Were, did were you there for for her session? I,
2: I didn't see Corey's, but I reviewed it and had conversations with other people about it, and, and I'm and I'm bummed that I missed it because I I admire her from afar. Uh, yeah, she is doing amazing things.
1: I thought this was kind of interesting. She talked about the juxtaposition of what she's calling digital comfort. People are easy with technology now in ways I've never seen before. But the flip side of that is very high experiential expectations. They want magic.
2: Hmm. Yeah. How do you yeah.
1: deliver magic?
2: Yeah. How do you deliver magic in in, in a physical retail environment, right? Or a Mm -hmm. physical retail world. Um, Not easy to accomplish, but there's so many pieces that are available to you. It's just a matter of them, you know, uh, a number of retailers implementing those things, making them available. Mm -hmm. The other thing that uh, she, someone else said that she talked about was like treating consumers as celebrities, Oh, like, they want to be the heroes of their lives. Which I thought it was a really interesting statement. I got that from somebody else, and I don't know if that was at that speech or somewhere else, but they mentioned that about what Corey's been talking about. I thought, well, that's a really interesting perspective on on consumers or shoppers or guests as right. Target. I told them, um, yeah, no, it is uh, the all the things that are available. The other one that the quote that I've been using is the, and I don't remember the author of this quote, but. Um, the the future is widely distributed, or the future is already here. It's just not widely distributed yet, or mm-hmm. evenly distributed. And there's so many things that are there, but just not there for us yet.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. They're coming. Um,
2: they're very close, right? And like coming out of this pandemic, they will, they will, they will rush in. Right? You'll see this stuff. So I, I was at a saladia, and I was a robot delivering my meal to my table mm-hmm. in Maple Grove, Minnesota. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, like what? Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff where you're like. Those little moments are just going to become more real, right? And, and all the ro- to your all the point of magic, it's yeah. Like,
0: all the robots that, that the stores are using now to to fill shelves and things like that, too.
2: Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of a lot of robot technology in the innovation areas for sure, um, which is going to create some efficiency. It's going to create some unemployment issues as well, where yeah, those jobs are not going to be as available, which is. challenging
1: another level but yeah no it was Darren did you feel um, like uh, with with all the talk of you know uh, simplifying um, delivery and the importance of online and being omnichannel did you feel like there was much momentum around physical stores is there is there a conviction that people still want in-person shopping experiences whether it's a boutique or a, a big box
2: yeah, no, there was definitely what was and this might also kind of fit in with the Corey quote, was it was like so e comm's gotten almost a parody with physical retail, but physical retail's not going away. I mean yeah. there's just gonna be it's you know, digital and digital retail related is gonna consume physical retail in the sense that it, there's gonna be so many them. there was a there was an uh essentially an interface that was like the minority report where You just use your hands to move things around. You don't have to touch the screen, so a touchless, Mm. you're in front of this big screen, which is, you know, the big digital interfaces are interesting, but once you don't touch it anymore, it becomes very futuristic. And so it's like technology or the digital world is consuming the physical world. Hmm. And there's so many things that are gonna be like, what is physical and what is digital, right? right? It's gonna be a blur between those two. But people still wanna physically touch stuff, you know, or, or interact with things. Or feel like they're connected to it in some way. And then Um, there's the whole
1: question of, are we even shopping for ourselves in the real world? Or are we shopping for ourselves in the metaverse? metaverse. We'll talk about that a little later. That's so true. Aaron, yeah, I I wanted, weird. I just want to circle back to data for a minute. Um, you you mentioned all the talk about you know the importance of data. I think that most of us as consumers are still a little wary of the amount of data that retailers have on us and not wanting to be followed as we you know are, play around on on the internet and you know it, it's a little creepy. Do you think people are going to get is. over that? And do you see this collection of data as actually benefiting us? or
2: does it just benefit the retailers? Uh, it has to benefit us. It's a, mm-hmm. in, a, in any relationship, there has, has to be a give and take. It has to benefit mm-hmm. us as consumers. Now, the retailers have to be able to strike a balance of data for good, not a data for exploitation. Or government regulation and government intervention will come in, and if that comes in, It'll you know be awkward. It'll you know because the government never designs anything properly, right? <laughs> um, and so it's got to be it's got to be industry coming in and saying we can use this data, but do it for good, not for harm, not for manipulation, not for exploitation, and those types of things. Um, and almost a self regulation within the industry and in having this data because if people feel exploited by their data, they will reject. Um, and it'll become, I think, more visible,
0: yeah.
2: this um, this data that's out there and your own personal data that you've got. And and, and it would be a challenge to regulate. So I think it's, it's better if the companies do it themselves. Right. But they have so much data, stuff that you can't even imagine that they've got on you, right, as a consumer. I know. <laughs> and and, it, and it is like, creepy, and we that. all and like
1: – we, we complain about it, but then the truth is when they serve up, like, a jacket that they know you're going to want or they tell you, oh, that yeah. thing you looked at three weeks ago is now on sale, it's kind of useful. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, And
2: then they get smarter, you know, the, the stuff that, like, follows you around, right, where you buy one thing and then they say, well, we're going to follow you around because you're going to buy that thing again. That kind of, you know, obnoxious use of data it's got to go away. They got to get smarter with the data. so they're serving us up in ways that we go. Well, that's a pleasant surprise. I didn't expect that I'd like that, but I do. Right. Um, so, really, there needs to be more sophistication on the retailer's part, or the or those purveyors who are, are trying to put products in front of us. Um, mm-hmm. And once that happens, and again for good, um, for the interest of the of the person, it's going to serve a better. I think. But I, I am also. A classic optimist
0: <laughs> that's good uh
2: so <laughs> i would i would see it that way um you know the pessimists in the uh, in another room somewhere i yeah they're all evil but right um, well we
1: not, we appreciate be, your right? optimism and your perspective aaron keller from capsule you can read all of his insights at tcbmag.com go to viewpoint you'll see aaron there aaron thanks for the report and enjoy montana thank you have fun <laughs> all right we'll talk to you soon we'll be <laughs> back you, we'll be all back right. with more shop girls right after this you're listening to shop girls on my talk 107 One. thanks for tuning in i'm Allie kaplan with my mom harmony it is that time in the show where we take the trends from baggy jeans to the pant shoe and we ask whose look is it anyway
0: she's wearing that outfit <laughs>
1: It's time for the shop girls to ask. Can I ask you something?
0: Whose look is it anyway? Where
1: do you want to start, Mom? Well, you mentioned baggy jeans, so we might as well start there. It's a a toss-up between the jeans and the pants. I I can do the jeans. Excuse me.
0: I want you to get the name right. It is not the pant shoe. It's called a a shoe. Oh, a pant a shoe. Okay, <coughs> okay. But before we get to the a shoe, okay, we'll
1: we'll leave you waiting. Yes. I'm sure you're all very With eager to know. Bated breath. Yes.
0: Um, the baggy jeans. Mm-hmm if vogue says they're here to stay mm-hmm. then you know they
1: are well as much as skinny jeans were here to stay as much right. as any trend is here to right. stay and then changes
0: well it changes but although i don't think skinny jeans that we've as we've talked about many times are ever going to totally go away people like them especially with you know right tops. now they just
1: feel guilty about it but they still wear them
0: yeah yeah but baggy jeans you know it's what is not to like about a silhouette that's going to give you much more comfort with a relaxed waistline and all. After you know you've been in loungewear for the last two years, mm-hmm. and so many people, J Lo, she still kind of seems to be in her skinny jeans, but I've seen her in some really of the full ones too.
1: Yes, you've seen her recently in skinny
0: jeans. I have, Allie. There well, I she was prob- walking down the street <laughs> one day. <laughs> she she's been out a
1: lot lately. Oh. What is she doing? I think that she likes to go a lot, so they take her picture. I wonder, you know. or is it just that she's got a lot of things she to does, do, she's so got, she's got to have a lot of outfits because she knows any time she goes to the car, right. it's going to be and a major she's got fashion story. Movies coming out, and so she's got to promote those and all of that. Yeah, um, I haven't really but, seen you in the baggy jeans, Mom. Are you going to go well, there? You know
0: what? Truth is, you have,
1: but you just don't pay attention. Oh, I do. Oh, that's true. You do have wider jeans. You do. I have.
0: They're jogger kind right. of jeans. They're I, actually I rag joggers. and bone. I and do pay they attention. Are comfy and Cute. I really like them. Yes. And I I have another pair, too, that is a different style. But
1: My husband informed me that he doesn't really understand why, after years of telling him that he shouldn't be going out of the house in sweatpants, and he's still scarred a little bit from when his mother dressed him in sweatpants in (laughs) elementary school, and he got mocked when all the other kids were wearing jeans. He doesn't understand why now I'm walking around in pants that he, anything that has an elastic you know, band at the bottom, oh. he perceives as sweatpants. Oh. And so I'm trying to tell him, no, these aren't sweatpants. Right. This is just, you know, these are it's cool pants. This is ankle, just, right. Like this is just the style. Yeah. He doesn't understand it and he doesn't like it.
0: He never has understood any of it. And so why should it be different now? You know, but oh anyway, um, Rihanna and uh, Haley Bieber and all of them are jumping on the bandwagon. And all of the designers are also coming out with more and more of the. Um loose
1: baggy jean. Well, I'm gonna say something that might shock you a little bit. Now Uh-oh. I have um I have certainly embraced a wider leg. Yes, I certainly have noticed that. Have you? Yeah. And um and and I'm good with it. I love a higher waist. I, I feel like, you yeah. know, it is it's it's good it holds things it, in that it should it be sure held does. in yep. i don't i can't things believe that never now used to be there before exactly here and they're held in <laughs> i least. feel like it hit me at the right time <laughs> yeah. in my evolution <laughs> and growth <laughs> um in all but i <laughs> will say and even though your eye does adjust um baggy jeans are can be a little tricky and i don't always feel great in them i
0: that's true, and it's definitely more the comfort of them and the right top. Well, exactly. the, The thing that I have a hard time and what I liked about the skinny jeans, I like the more oversized sweater and all that. So you do have to kind of pay attention to what you're wearing with the jeans, if you care.
1: And if you don't you don't. Right. It just, it only works with certain kinds of tops. So anyway, all right, but just get used to it because they're here to stay. They are. Talk about the Panta Shoe. The Panta Shoe.
0: Everyone needs to Everybody is talking about the Panta Shoe, um, which Kim Kardashian has worn a lot. What it really amounts to is the pants don't stop at the ankle. They have a shoe attached to them. It's all one thing. So like, you know how you'd put a legging on? You keep that legging going because it's going to be your shoe as well. Mm-hmm. And she has worn them a number of times. On um, She wore them, uh, that look on SNL. But she's not the only one. And Balenciaga has come out with this look. I mean, many. Gucci has done it. Uh, it's been worn by Beyonce and um, Priyanka Chopra, who just had a baby. Do you know about that? I yeah. digress. Okay. anyway, (laughs) but the thing that I can't understand, first of all, obviously, it's not even a skinny pant. It is basically a legging that just starts at your toes and goes all the way up. The question I have, and I could not find an answer anywhere, is we know that you either wash your pants or clean them. What do you do when there's a shoe attached? Yeah, I don't. That is a great question. How does that work? Seems real messy. I mean, you can't throw them in your washing machine. Maybe you just throw them out when, you know, when it gets to that
1: point. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. I I don't see And they're see, all high heels, very high heels. So. Maybe I will live to regret this. I just don't see it really um carrying on, you know. Catching on with the masses.
0: I would absolutely agree with you. I will not be buying any pantashoes
1: Yeah, there's something that feels a little bit like Muppet-like to me. You know, like the whole idea of like one piece that's yeah. attached, and yeah, I don't like it.
0: I also, how do you buy that? Because your pant size is one thing, and your shoe size is another. You know this what I'm saying?
1: Po- yes.
0: So many uh,
1: complexities oh, to the oh, so whole much thing. to think about. All right, yes. talk about the tweed trend, Mom. Is this something that's really on your radar? Well, not a whole lot, but
0: um the tweet trend it's hard to say the tweet trend has come back and it it was out there for a while and it's it's all this kind of sweet young girl look um it was it was big in twenty fourteen, but it's the Mary Jane Flats and A-line dresses and layered cardigans and all all of that kind of thing There's
1: a way to do that, and it's the, the young
0: people are doing it a lot because they go to vintage stores now,
1: true, true, so. true. We'll be back to talk shop and get you organized after the break.